Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to the last episode of Ready to Pop with me, Caroline Foran. This time I am joined... This time I'm joined by Leila O'Mara, qualified postpartum doula and acupuncturist, as well as founder of Nuanua.com, to talk about coping with what is now known as the fourth trimester. Yes, there is a fourth, and I hope you find this helpful. Leila, thank you so, so much for joining me on Ready to Pop, which is my ultimate pregnancy podcast series that takes listeners from conception and getting pregnant right through to labor. Now, I wanted to to focus specifically on pregnancy for this series. However, the more that I progress in my own pregnancy, and I guess the closer I get to becoming a new mom, and the more aware aware I've become of what's been called the fourth trimester which I I thought there was only three but there's four <laughs> um so I guess at that point you're no longer pregnant but you were recovering and the tiny new baby took after and coping with the fourth trimester is what we are going to talk about and um, so to kind of give a little introduction to who you are and what you do could you just introduce yourself to listeners and and tell me a little bit about your background sure hi Caroline it's so nice to uh, to talk to you um yeah so I'm I'm a mom of three I've got three kids my youngest is now two and a half and my eldest is about eight he's eight eight and a half um and I'm an acupuncturist and I'm also a postpartum doula um so I run an online space called Nua Nua. So we have a website, Nua Nua, and then also a lot of info up on Instagram. And it's designed really to help expectant mums prepare for their journey into motherhood. Because I think there's often an awful lot of emphasis put on when you're pregnant on, you know, the pregnancy itself and then leading up and into the birth, but not so much after that. You're kind of left to your own devices a bit and uh, there's not so much uh, preparation there for you. From from my own research, like the, the focus in any sort of course seems to be very much on the pregnancy. And then if it's beyond pregnancy, it's what to do with the baby as opposed to what to do with you or your recovery or your well-being. So I think it's it's a really big gap there that you're, you've, you've observed and that you're trying to fill. I think that's it. it. It really does switch almost immediately once you give birth. And it's something I experienced firsthand. And I, I really found it quite shocking. The emphasis is all on you as a pregnant mom and rightfully so you know and then obviously in the birth as well but once the baby comes out all of that emphasis shifts onto the baby and that in itself can be really isolating and it can also be uh, very counterproductive so um so yeah that's what Nua Nua is all about and can I ask you to tell me I've, I've heard the phrase doula I haven't worked with one myself but is there a difference between a doula that gets you through labor and a postpartum doula or can you just give me a little bit more on that yeah, good question. Yes, very much so. Um, many doulas now are are trained in, in most doulas that you would see are, are trained in birth. Many now are moving into postpartum as well. Um, so, um, yeah, they're, they're two separate roles, uh, really, in terms of, 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 of what they would do. Uh, the, the, the doula during birth looks after you during birth, advocates for you. It's a very important role. 
But it's lovely to have that same woman come with you then after birth because it's all about a relationship um, and it's all about um, your trust with that person. Um, so a, a postpartum doula is there to, to facilitate you and guide you, uh, give you advice when you need it, but also to, to embolden you to make the decisions that are right for you and for you to trust your own instincts as well after birth. Uh, and to you and give you a bit of mothering as well yeah so how, how would you work with someone as a postpartum doula like how, what's the arrangement there if someone has has, has given birth um, so uh, people have offered different packages and different ways. If you've worked with uh, the, the same person during birth, it might be slightly different. But, um, you know, often we will come to your house once you get home um, and help you. Some, some postpartum doulas will cook for you and bring you food. They will look after your home so that you don't have to. They'll, they'll, they're not going to be, you know, cleaning your house top yeah. to bottom, but keeping everything peaceful and calm, being that kind of... Um, uh, safe space around you, helping you with breastfeeding, um, helping you, you know, with with massage, helping you keep calm and and safe, listening to any concerns you have, um, and just trying to kind of troubleshoot anything with you that comes up. So depending on what you need after birth and depending on on how the doula herself works. Um, she okay. might come every day for a couple of days or once a week. Um, and then that sounds like a fairy godmother, really. Oh <laughs> I'm like, God, can amazing. I sign up now, please? Yeah, but you know what? My experience was uh, it, that got me, began me on this journey was having a, a midwife in Germany that does just that. And there's many countries that... Um, do offer that as part of the medical system. I had that for my first two babies. I had a midwife that I knew from before birth, and then she turned up um, the the day after or the day I got home with my baby and came every day for two weeks. Uh, yeah, and this was in Germany, was it? Uh, the first two babies were born in Germany. Um, so, yeah, that was an experience I had in Germany. And then with baby number three, I was pregnant when we moved back to Ireland um and I had a kind of a crazy pregnancy I ended up in hospital for three months um, oh while pregnant, um and had the most amazing care it was a crazy time but the the focus on me then was extraordinary you know um and then Oscar came at 32 weeks so that was all kind of crazy but once I got out of hospital um Oscar was still in but you're just on your own. I really felt in comparison to my experiences in Germany, there was very little help um, or attention or, um, you know, support there. Uh, And I really, really noticed the difference physically. I got a lot more kind of silly, not silly, but, you know, common complications that I hadn't had before, like mastitis and kidney infections and stuff. But then also I was just much more anxious I was a lot more teary. I was a lot more controlling of my, you know, I, I, I needed to control things because I was so anxious. Um, and I just felt a lot, it took me a lot longer to recover without that. And why do you, why do you think it's not been an area of focus in Ireland and why is it a European thing? It's such a good question and such a big one. I was uh, talking to um, Dominic McMullen, who wrote an amazing piece in Image um, recently about her own experiences, and she asked me the same question. And it's a it's a huge area. Um, I, traditionally, it was there in Ireland. You know, I was even talking to my mother in law. She had four babies, um, four children, and 
all of them she went for two weeks to a nursing home after birth she didn't go home and she was cared for and looked after for two weeks before she went back into the house and her her mum lived with her as well which would have been quite common then so she had that extra Mm -hmm. pair of hands in the house the whole time um so it's not that far away you know my husband's mid-40s and he's the eldest um of of her children so it's not that long ago um but I also think it's it's a matter of finances and cuts and you know all of that with all of that stuff that fits into the whole women's health thing in Ireland which is a huge issue and a, a bigger bigger conversation to an extent but and do you think there's a sense of, you know, you know, like for me, when through pregnancy, when I've been feeling I've had a, a, a tough, by no means comparison to being in hospital for three months, but a tough time with um, sickness, you know, and I'm seven months now and I'm, I'm still battling with that. But you always feel as a pregnant woman or as a, I'm imagining as a mother, well, at the baby's healthy, though, at least the baby's healthy. It's all about the baby. Do you think that we feel guilty to put ourselves first in a situation where it's all about the baby? I think so. And it's a huge thing that I, 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 the first two modules in the course that I'm, I'm doing, um, for expectant mums is all about trying to shift. The first module is called perspective. So it's all about trying to shift that, that, that perspective on what is important and why and, and, uh, looking at, at, at the importance of recovery for you as a, as a, as a mum, but also the importance of that for, for your baby. Um, uh, we look a lot at the importance of hormones like oxytocin, um, which are the kind of inverse of the ones you know you talk a lot about. You know, adrenaline and cortisol yeah. and all of those stress hormones. And when they're high after birth, oxytocin is a very shy hormone. It doesn't appear. It doesn't come out. And oxytocin is really important for bonding with your baby, for breastfeeding, for healing, for feeling calm, for connecting with your baby. Um, so if, if you're looking after yourself really well, if you're feeling safe, if you're feeling supported, if you're feeling well fed, um, you're going to bond with your baby better. You're going to be able to feed your baby if, if you choose or, or wish to breastfeed. That's going to be an easier journey. So it, it's not a, an either or um, at all. Yeah. If you look after yourself, you know, that cliche, you really do. You can't pour from an empty cup, I say as well. You know, if so you're looking true. after, your baby can sleep in a drawer beside the bed and it'll be fine as long as it's <laughs> yeah. If you're happy and, and feel... Um, safe your baby just wants to lie on you and feel safe too um yeah so yeah mama first yes absolutely and it's really reassuring to hear that because you know I feel that way myself I feel like when we've talked about things like breastfeeding which I'm going to try my best to to do even if it if if it happens easily for me I still I'm aware that it will be quite an isolating experience and I want my husband to be able to share in it with me so I want to be able to say that. I mean, I know breastfeeding is such a, if you were to go on social media and post about it, you get all kinds of opinions. But I want to be able to say that my well-being matters just as much as the baby getting the nutrition that it needs or, you know, the, the protection that it needs. And I think we need to be a little bit braver in saying that as well. Yes, you know, and guilt is like, that was one thing that really shocked me when I became a mum of how much, even without pressures from outside, how much guilt you bring with you know that I'm doing something for myself and not for the baby or and that I'm you know I'm choosing one against the other but it really is not that you know whatever makes you as a family unit feel feel 
happy and feel safe and feel content is the right decision. And that's a lot of what a doula does and a lot of what the course is about as well is it really, there's not, there's, there's loads of things that you can explore for you, but I don't do any, there's very few lists in it that say these are the top 10 things that you need to do for your new baby or your new family. Yeah. Because what's right for you is not right for me and what's right for you today might not be right for you tomorrow. So it's about really empowering you to, to, to trust yourself and, and follow your, your gut. Yeah. I did really interesting survey when I was starting new Anua to just find out from mums and from pregnant women about what they what they their experiences were and all of the new mothers I asked them what would they like to tell their newborn self if they could go back and so many of them said um, it was nearly 100 women I asked and they all said I wished I had trusted myself more and been kinder to myself taken more um time and um being yeah be, being kinder to myself really and and trusted myself so so i think there's there's an awful lot that you know we feel very insecure we feel very unable to 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 vote we feel it's hard to vocalize and i guess there is such a fear of judgment as well there and we're just kind of probably coming out of that now where with with self-care and everything we're starting to realize that it's, it's okay to put ourselves in the picture as well I think so. And I think I think it's it's also there's an awful lot of pressure on us um, as women to kind of snap back after after birth and to get out there and to 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 feel better and to 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 to, you know, look like the Instagram photos and to be to be back in our our yoga pants uh, in the class or, you know, in the shopping center. And so it really is changing that perspective as well. And and saying, you know, what you need to be doing is is retreating in a supportive kind of wholesome way for for a few weeks and kind of live by a different set of rules for a little while, which is probably a little more familiar to us now, having gone through this. I think so. Yeah. So, okay. What do we need to know about fourth trimester and what are the most common postpartum complaints? In terms of complaints, um, looking at it physically, you know, I think there's a there there can be there can be a huge amount of things, a variety of things that that happen for women. But sometimes, you know, some some troubleshooting issues around breastfeeding for people. But most of those, honestly, um, once you you have support and you have a good lactation consultant, um, and you feel calm and you feel safe, they can be overcome very easily. And um, things that maybe people don't hear about too much like you might have some hair loss after after birth for a while that that can take a little while to come back but is is uh is very common urinary incontinence those type of things can can happen as well so they're on a physical level um and you know i think it's really important to know that those things might happen and that there's loads of supports and and help there for them um but what we look at in the course a lot more is really on the mental and emotional side of it and what women can struggle with and a lot of it I think is just the surprise of of this new life that you're in and there's a huge you know you don't we're so used to having an awful lot of control I think in our lives as as modern kind of successful busy women Um, and that kind of is it leaves the building for a little while after birth 
Um, so I think there can be a lot of kind of anxiety around that and um, sometimes um, anxiety around and around you know am I doing the right thing uh, is my baby okay um, and sometimes you can become quite hyper alert around that and you can't rest yeah that's that's a fear that I have is that when the baby I'm imagining that when the baby is asleep I won't be able to sleep because I want to keep making sure he's okay. And, and, and then like, you know, of course, those, those are natural worries, but then add to the fact that you're completely exhausted. So you're not, your brain isn't functioning the way it normally would. So your ability to like logic, be logical and reasonable with yourself isn't what it normally is. And maybe it, you know, I mean, I feel I'm at an advantage because I understand that about my brain and I understand how physical vulnerabilities can wear down the strength of our emotional resilience. Um, but for a lot of women who are expecting to probably, who maybe don't have the awareness of the brain and the body connection, and they're expecting just to come out of this feeling to nothing but love and delight and happiness, it might be a real shock to the system to feel that anxiety and that feeling of, of maybe even a little bit of, of panic or, you know, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think I was um, I was listening a few months ago, the first one of your your podcasts that you had that you were talking about uh, anxiety in in the pandemic, and you were talking about breathing exercises and the importance of doing those also when you're feeling good. Um, yeah. And you know, there's a parallel there between between you know preparing before you give birth, um, and and having little things like okay, I, I I feel a little bit out of control here, or the baby won't stop crying. This is you know what am I going to do? Or I'm just so tired, or I can't sleep. And to start before you give birth, giving yourself a little to, kind of toolbox of things that you can can return to and that you're used to doing uh, before you give birth um, so that when you're in the moment you have this this variety of breathing exercises or um, ways to kind of just dial everything down and a safety net around you so that you're not on your own doing all of that uh, as well so that you have a, a tribe and a community around you. Yeah and can I ask you I've heard a few times about um, people say like the second day after giving birth when when all the hormones that you've you've had through pregnancy start to make their exit that you can feel quite um shockingly low is that or like it's like a blue day I don't know I don't know if that was one person's experience I don't know if they were telling me about it being a very common thing but is there is there such significant hormonal changes that we should be aware of that are going to have an impact on how we feel in those first couple of days there is, um, and it, it, it can happen on day three. It can happen, um, yeah, sometime around then. But it is, there's such that anybody who's interested in it, I, I could go on forever about it, but the, your placenta is basically a hormone factory. It does an awful lot more. It's a filter. It does an awful lot of things for you, but it's also a huge hormone factory. So it, it uh, creates and and um, uh, feeds you with the hormones um, and your brains, so it tr- changes your brain's um, structure and it changes uh, the, the the hormones that you have in your brain while you're pregnant. Um, and you give birth to your placenta after birth um, with your baby. So that hormone factory leaves with the baby. Um, and as those hormones leave your body, there's a huge drop in, in lots of levels of hormones. So you have this crash um, and you can be very teary. You can feel very vulnerable. Um, and um, yeah, so the importance of kind of knowing that that might come um, and... 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's nothing to worry about, though. It it will. It's not your fault, or it's not that. I think if you weren't aware of that, and then you felt that low, you would think, "Oh my God, like what's wrong with me? Am I, am I not supposed to feel all this love?" So I think it's so. It's for me with, with any kind of emotional anxiety or anything like that. When you know what why something is happening, it takes the blame off you, and it's like, well, this is actually physically going on in my body, so I need to allow for that and trust that it will it'll come right again. Exactly. And I think that's even one of the main reasons for me wanting to set up Nua Nua and the course and my own experiences, even with all of that support in Germany of becoming a mother and this huge shift uh, was such a surprise. You know, I, I didn't expect that. I expected to feel lots of love for my baby and do lots of painting and change some nappies and mm. you know, all of that. But the shift in my outlook, in how I felt, uh, in how I interacted with the world was was huge. And now there's an amazing um, word that's out there now. They're calling it matrescence. So it's like adolescence. It's a it, and it's a huge shift on every level, on a physical level, an emotional level, a hormonal level. And it's not something that happens. Adolescence doesn't happen in a day or two. You know, it happens yeah. over a period of years. And kind of knowing that that is something that you're going to experience and go through, like you say, that knowledge takes an awful lot of the, the stressors out of it and saying, okay, this is something A, that is, is a thing, it's not just me, and B, that it's, I'm not alone in it, um, is uh, I think a, a huge thing that I wish I'd known more about. I, mean, I definitely already feel reassured getting this information in advance because I was very much of the opinion throughout my pregnancy that I, I want to be told things on a need to know basis or I'll cross that bridge when I come to it because sometimes I have felt like when it comes to looking at what to expect when you're expecting or the symptoms that you could have my brain will kind of think oh well if I was uh, like if you tell me oh you could have this sickness kicking in x week I'll be like oh shit it's gonna happen whereas <laughs> or if if I don't have a symptom I'll be like oh am I not supposed to have one so for me it's I'm better off dealing with what comes up as it comes up but I don't want to wait until the baby's here and then be like I haven't even had a conversation with someone about the reality of what that feels like because it's you know it is very isolated well I don't know yet but I imagine it is and your husband doesn't bloody well know what to say to you or what to do because he's not going through the same physical change that you're going through or your partner it doesn't have to be your husband um so 
I suppose what I would love to ask you about is um, we we've talked about the things that can you can expect or, or understand or being aware of the things that are common commonly experienced in postpartum, but it doesn't mean that there's nothing we can do about it, right? Exactly. Well, I think you know you're you're you kind of. Um, summed it up in a way they're saying you know I don't want to know everything in advance I don't want a big list of everything that might happen yeah. here there, and everywhere and I think that's really wise in a lot of ways there's, there's a degree of being aware and having an education about I'm going to go through this transition but me telling you or anybody telling you that this is what's going to happen for you I've had three babies and the experiences of them all have been vastly different in terms of the baby I got and how I felt uh, on the journey of it so I, I think what the course is about is, is shifting your perspective about what your postpartum is um, in all the ways we've talked about, but also helping you to kind of weave a safety net so that when you go into, you, you know, your, your postpartum, when you have your baby, you go home, the door closes, it's you, your baby and your partner sitting in the room and whatever, whatever that journey is, that you have this safety net around you of um, supports, of practical supports, of people, of, of uh, things, really super practical things like food, like, you know, so many women forget to eat, forget to be fed. And that's such an important healing medicine after mm-hmm. birth. Um, uh, your environment, what your environment is um, and how you're resting. Um, and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. You ride the wave of it. Your baby suddenly wakes up and after two weeks and doesn't stop crying for two weeks and you're exhausted. But you have this, this, this safety net around you of resources that we offer in the course, that I offer in the course of, you know, restorative yoga, um, meditations, um, uh, different practices like, like a self-massage, an Ayurvedic self-massage to, to care for you. And then also really practical things um, to, to, to catch you on the, on the wobbly days, whatever they might be. Okay, so the idea is that a woman would sign up for the course before she gives birth and then the resources are there for her to return to when she needs them. Exactly. So you would do the six modules of the course that that help you shift your perspective and then make a really practical plan for your postpartum. Uh, in a way, not unlike a birth plan, you know, so that you have, you know, here's how, my, you know, things might change in my relationship and here's how I'm going to, 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 to plan around that. Who do I want around me after birth and how are they going to support me? What professionals do I want? How am I going to eat? What do I do about my household? So you have this practical plan and some knowledge of what might come up in, in the first 40 days after birth. So you would do that when you're, when you're expecting, when you're still pregnant. And then after birth, um, you have this resource area. A lot of it you can use while you're pregnant too, but the resource area of all those, those uh, uh, items that I just talked through. Yeah, but it's good to become aware of it, like the same way we were talking about doing your breathing exercises when you feel well, and then them being more easy to draw upon when you feel like you need them. If you kind of get the information in now, it'll be more easy, it'll be a bit more muscle memory to activate it, I guess, when you're feeling that exhaustion, which is inevitable. And exactly, and even literally muscle memory, there's a a massage that I teach, um, 
And to have done that three or four, it feels amazing. Do it every day, I'd say, when you're pregnant. But mm. to do, um, you know, to do that a few times beforehand so you don't have to go and learn it while you're after birth. Because you, you, one of the things that actually studies show um, reduces your oxytocin levels is logical kind of mathematical or learning thinking after birth. Um, so to, to kind of leave your brain, not learn too much uh, and just use your muscle memory is a, is a great idea. Wow. Can I ask you what the six modules will cover? Yeah. So the first one is, is, is called perspective and it takes a look at um, how, I guess, how evolution meant us to parent really. So it's looking at the fact that our, our babies are born uh, very vulnerable in comparison to a, a lot of baby, um, other, other mammals and the reasons behind that. And that it's one of the reasons that we're such social um, and emotionally and uh, intelligent um, creatures. But that means that the baby is very vulnerable and that we have to, as a mother, have a huge amount of responsibility for it. Um, but from an evolutionary perspective, it doesn't make sense that we'd have to do that on our own um, and that we should be cared for and caring for our children as a tribe and as a village. Um, so it, it, it looks at that kind of from a scientific and evolutionary perspective. And we have a, a module looking at oxytocin and the importance of that. We've kind of touched on that a mm-hmm. bit here on the traditions around the world. Um, so I experienced it in Germany. We look at across the world, you know, I have a lot of knowledge of it from Chinese medicine, Ayurveda medicine, you know, Ayurvedic medicine, Sweden, all around the world, there's a very similar traditions. And we look at that and compare it to how oxytocin works. And when you look at the two, they basically are two pieces of a puzzle. So wow. that's the first three modules is kind of a, more of a learning um, piece. And then the final three modules, one is called Nourish, and it takes a look at how you should be eating after birth, so the types of foods traditions would have recommended, um, really warm, moist, oily foods. And there's a gorgeous recipe book that comes with that. And then not only the food itself, but how you get fed. So the idea of a meal train, um, which is where all your friends would sign up and, um, uh, you know, bring you a meal once a week, once a week for a few weeks, um, preparing food for your freezer, really practical ways mm-hmm. of getting fed. Um, and then we look at um, Nest, which goes through each of the, 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 the four 10-day uh, periods of your, your 40 days and what you might, might be going on for you on an emotional, on a physical level, a little bit about what my baby might be doing and then how you can use everything that we've learned and the resources. Um, and then also, sorry, we have Gather, which is the really planning um, module where we look at how to, to kind of organize your life so that really all you have to do for those 40 days is, I say, all you should be doing is falling in love, finding your feet and feeding. And oh, wow. Let everything else uh, be done by other people. Amazing. So is this a course that you will be running regularly? I know I know you have one on the 15th of June. Um, I'm not 100% sure what date this is going to go out, but I will find out and let you know. But there will be more, you'll be releasing more information about dates. Yes, it'll. I, the, this one's going out on the 15th of June. Um, I really wanted to get the course out as quickly as possible when this whole pandemic hit. It was in yeah. the work anyway, but mo- I was aiming for the end of the summer, but I just felt such a need um, for people and also such a, an opportunity um, because we were being made to slow down anyway, you know, and that women could actually use this time 
in a really positive way. Um, so uh, yeah, the 15th of June, and then we're looking at the end of July. Um, I wanted to run it instead of just being open to taking, I wanted to have an element of a live element to it. So three weeks, I do a, a live call once a week as well, where I kind of answer any questions, go into a little bit more depth about a few areas and uh, hopefully have a couple of extra guest people come on some uh, Zoom calls with us as well. So that's the reason I'm running them as, um, as you know, uh, timed events starting on, on dates so that we can have that kind of community live element as well. Brilliant. Okay. Um, now, I don't want you to obviously give away all of the, the goodies and the resources that are going to be there in the course, but I would love to be able to give listeners one or two takeaways that they can maybe practically try and implement or learn a little bit more about um, before they might sign up or something that they can take with them. And I and something that jumped out at me when I was looking at the course material was the this belly binding idea. Can you tell me a bit about that and, and how we might do that ourselves at home? Sure. So it sounds like a very complicated thing, but it's in traditions around the world, in Malaysia, Mexico, Japan, all over the world, women would have traditionally wrapped their stomachs after birth. Um, and the, the benefits are now being recognized by medical community in the West with, you know, a lot of women's health and pelvic physios are using them for, for women after birth. But it's basically giving yourself some extra physical support as your body heals. And it can help supporting your abdominal muscles as they kind of, as they, they reseal and prevent that diastasis recti where they, where they, they don't reconnect. It can help with lower back pain and posture and help alleviate pain and pressure, particularly after if you've had a C-section. can help all your organs come back and reduce swelling, help with digestion. Um, and if you do any massage or anything, you can kind of seal in all of those nice oils as well. It doesn't help you lose weight. It shouldn't be used for that. It's not what it's about. Um, but very simply, if you get um, a, um, a, a long piece, you don't need a, a complicated girdle or bind. You can look online and there's all kinds of complicated ones to buy and wraps and this. But if you just buy a meter of tubi grip, um, I bought some on Amazon recently. If we get a size large, uh, it's it's about the right size. Um, and you you above your ribs and below your hips so that your hips and your 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 ribs form a kind of a, a a frame so it's not digging into you and you the meter long you you roll it up and then double it up and just wear it um for as long as feels comfortable in a day some people like to just wear it when they're walking or moving around other people wear it all day um yeah. And it can just feel really supportive and like a like a hug, you know, because you can yeah. kind of feel like everything's going to fall out of you a bit. Anna. I know. Oh, yeah. I've been told my one of my friends said that she thought like an organ had dropped out of her after she gave birth. because She didn't realize like how like and this is probably TMI for some people, but like a blood clot can just maybe in those first, in that first day or so she got a fright when she, something dropped on the shower floor. <laughs> yeah, there can be all kinds of things dropping out of you. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it can just feel really supportive, and uh, um, yeah, and then like, we we do massage and stuff as well in the course, and those healing oils um, can be a lovely way to seal them in as well and have your body absorb them. And if someone wanted to work with you, um, like person to person as a postpartum doula, is that something that you're you're doing? 
At the moment, I'm not. I, I am going to offer soon some remote um, consultations. So a chat like we're having brainstorming um, uh, issues that you might be ha- having postpartum. Um, but I'm also a five element acupuncturist and I, I'm working on that, working uh, as that um, kind of as a one to one practice at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so between that and the three kids, um, you're a busy school, woman. I, I, I don't have that. But there are some amazing postpartum doulas out there. Doula Care Ireland, if you wanted to, to look them up, have a, a really great um, you know, uh, resource of, of many of them working around the country. So it's not some it's not something I would have even thought of, but to know that it's there and to know that I deserve that care means like if I can I'm absolutely going to invest in in something like that just to just to get you over those just for even if you do even if you are doing everything right just the reassurance of having someone who's not going through the physical change that you're going through who can tell you you've got this you're you're okay you know if that is worth its weight in gold to be honest and it's one thing that I actually spend a little bit of time in the course doing is looking through um and there might be some i don't know we'll see how much resistance there is to it but looking through and saying what are you spending your money on because you know it can look like a little bit of an investment up front for a doula but saying do you really need to buy you know a new buggy for however many hundred euro or do you really need what is it that your money is best placed on and i really um recommend looking at can i borrow a buggy and spend those 500 quid or however much it is towards a doula or towards food or towards you know postpartum massage um, and look after you um, and let the baby gear and all of that kind of take second <laughs> and so before I let you go Leila thank you so much for everything that you've shared with me but if there was one key takeaway or one thing you wish that new moms would remember so if they're listening now, they they might be in the middle of pregnancy. They might be hoping to get pregnant, but something that they can think of the the, the day they come home from the hospital with their baby that Layla told me to remember this. What would it be? I think trust your instinct, and you've got this um, inside you. You have the knowledge to know what feels right and what feels good for you, um, and also that you deserve to be looked after and cared for. So use your voice if you're not comfortable with something and keep asking for help um but you've got this you know we have amazing instincts we have amazing resources in us um so trust our instincts because we have them for a reason and people are we're so used to second guessing ourselves but i think that's so important to remember um thank you so much for for sharing everything i really wish you the best of luck with the course i'm excited to take part myself I'm wishing you had more time to be my postpartum doula as well. And um, I'm sure people will really benefit from this episode that focuses very much on on the, the mother's experience when the child comes, which is, as we have covered, just as important as the, the well-being of the little the little baby as well. So I can't thank you enough for, for your expertise and your time. And um, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was lovely to chat. up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 